podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, good evening, and welcome. Oh, I better get myself in the middle of this shot here. Um, good, hello, good evening, and welcome to the midweek fix. Um, with Sienna Steps, um, Sienna Steps, as you know, is our latest charity drive, and we had a great night last night, me and Andy. And we, between us all, we raised fifteen hundred quid nearly last night. And um, there is a man in the chat tonight called Thomas Connolly who gave us nine hundred quid, which was absolutely and utterly outstanding. Um, but it's going, it's flying, it's doing well. Um, we're a I think just about 7,000 short at 120k. So make sure you go and help us out with that. The link is in the description for Sienna Steps. Um, on tonight's show, you can see we're going to be talking about Watford against Liverpool. Not in depth, but just the fact that the Premier League is back. The international break is more or less over. Bar Brazil playing, um, 10 minutes before we play against Watford. And, um, we're going to have a little chat about that. We're going to have a little look forward to Watford. Uh, the fact some players are back, uh, declared fit. Ranieri's in the hot seat at Watford. And um, we're going to try to pick a team. Um, we're going to do that. There's a huge um, week ahead for Liverpool and a huge month ahead, I suppose. Um, month, month and a half um, for Liverpool. So we want to have a look at that. We're going to have a little international review, but that's going to kind of mix in with um, winners and losers this week, which, of course, will be there. Um, with me tonight, um, yeah, I can see there, Kev O'Sullivan, Keith Plunkett, and Conroy as well. Um, lads, I'm going to get straight into it. Um, we've loads to get through. We're going to try to do this in about an hour, um, if possible. I will be letting off um, sound effects when I feel that the situation is done, and I don't care if you're mid-sentence, I'm just going to cut you off, and you have to stop talking. That's the rule. Okay, Keith doesn't look too impressed with that, but look, Keith, that's life. I look like to waffle. Yeah, I know, but I'll stop that waffle fairly quickly. Um, but uh, <laughs> if you're in the chat right now, please like, please share. We've sent out the tweet to say we're live. Retweet that. Um, like, share, subscribe. You know all the, the usual stuff. All right. Um, but straight into it. And Keith, I'm going to come to you first. Um, the international break is nearly over. As I've said, Brazil are playing 10 minutes before we kick off against Watford. But it's over. We're back into football. Um, uh, it's a fucking long two weeks, isn't it? Yeah, it's international football. International breaks used to consist, I remember it used to be one game on an international break going back donkey's years ago, right? And then it became two games. And now they're squeezing in as many games as they can. It's getting ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? I know there was all the stuff Thibaut Courtois came out and complained about the, the amount of games players are having to play. And look, it is what it is. They have to play games. But, you know, we're going to come on to the sort of the Brazilian contingent, but I'll be watching very interested to see what happens with the Brazilian lineup on Thursday and Friday morning, half one on Friday half morning, morning to morning. play. Um to see what sort of minutes air boys get there because you know it's a lot of you, the miles is enough for the, the far traveling, but the amount of minutes that the lads are having to put in, um, it, it's just making it it's making it worse. And the, the gap between the games, it feels like forever since we played C. And it was such an exciting game. It was a ding-dong game. You nearly wanted to get straight back into it. But now we have the situation where we don't know what team is going to be there. We don't know what players' availability was going to be like. Interna- um, injuries on international breaks, all those sort of things you have to worry and stress about. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see uh, how we come back from it. But I hate, hate internationals. Hate them. Hate yeah. international football. South American football, 
is the only thing I sort of do have an interest in. But if that had to go, if I had to follow my sword and lose South American football to get rid of international football, I'd gladly do it. I absolutely hate it. <laughs> oh, well, lucky you went on some of the shows and earlier on in the week. Um, <laughs> well, me and Phil tried to talk about um, international football and ended up talking about fat footballers and basically Middlesbrough um, from 94 to 99, which was Great. probably Great. the best 50 minutes of podcast I've done in a long, <laughs> long, long time, especially when Terry Venables, uh, <laughs> Terry Venables and Brian Robson pretended uh, that Terry Venables wasn't the manager in Middlesbrough, which was outstanding. Yeah. What a time to be alive. It was, it was brilliant. It was a brilliant time to be alive. The 90s, the mid-90s in Premier League football was deadly. Um, Kev, just looking towards Watford and, you know, Trent is back um, declared fit. Jota had a problem in Portugal and fair play to Portugal. They sent him back. Didn't risk him. Didn't mess around. Sent him back. Liverpool have had a look and said he's fine. So he's being passed fit. Thiago looks close. Um, we are going to lose um, Fabinho and Alisson by the looks of it unless something radical happens in the next 24 hours and they're sent home um, before their, uh, their qualifier on, as we said, Friday morning, UK and Irish time. Um, it's great to have a back, Kev. And when you look at it, you know, we're used to injuries coming back and stuff like that. It looks like we're going to be down a goalkeeper and a defensive midfielder. Overall, are you comfortable enough going into the weekend? Yeah, you are. I mean, at the end of the day, you've got to look at it this way. When you sign players from South America, Barr, um, Allison would have started if they'd have played their game in the normal day, which would have been tonight. Yeah. You know, Allison would have started. Fabinho probably wouldn't. You know, Klopp, if we were playing the 12.30 kickoff, after the international break, Klopp generally wouldn't play the Brazilian outfield players if he could help it. He'd, he'd wait for them to come on maybe on the Tuesday in the first Champions League and let them get over the jet lag and acclimatise back properly. They wouldn't have done any work with the with the players anyway. Alisson is, would have been a no-brainer to start. But look, Callagher's enabled deputy had a good game the other night. I'd say he must have gone through two or three cigars while he was watching that game from his goal. Yeah, you know, It was... But I've I've absolute confidence in Keller. You know, he's he's been he, every time he's been asked to do a job, he's done it fine. He's brilliant with his feet. His distribution is fantastic, and his shot stopping is very good. I mean, I'm in one half of me. I'm worried about him because I think down the line he may look to want first team football sooner rather than later. Because I think Stephen Kenny is going to create an atmosphere where he's going to be a number two until he's playing regularly. Yeah. So um, he might want to push that button himself. You don't know. Um, but yeah, the squad is fine. I, when it comes to the line-out and the Watford stuff, there's I wouldn't be risking Jota, but not with the run of seven games that we've got coming up. Yeah, You know, there's plenty of time to be resting him when uh, Preston is on. But I don't think you need your all your big guns blazing for an away trip to Watford. I think you want to be playing players ideally who've been around the training camp, the training campus for the last te- you know six to eight days, who Klopp could have drilled properly for Watford, yeah. and have an eye on the Atletico Madrid game in the week. Yeah, and I've heard certain things like you know if players come back from Brazil, can they play? Can they travel to Atletico? And and I, I genuinely don't know. Um, because of the quarantine rules and stuff like that, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't. Um, I, I haven't. I've heard little mumblings about it, and um, Mane might be another one that comes back and play, but can't travel to Spain. And I don't know. I, I genuinely don't. If there's anybody in the chat that wants to update us on that with regards to people coming back, if that's from the case, red listed countries, and and is there an issue there for playing on Saturday or playing in Spain during the week? 
Go on, Kev. If that's the case, if that's the case, there's a strong argument for that game to be moved out of Spain altogether. Because it's it's ridiculous if we can't play players that long after an international break due to COVID restrictions, especially when you're looking at the players like Mane. And if it's Mane, it's going to be um, Naby Keita as well. If they're not allowed to travel to Spain a week after due to COVID restrictions, then the game shouldn't be played in Spain. Mm. Well, we've, we've it scared, should be played in a neutral venue. We've scared Kevin Ball because he says, oh, Jesus, we're not missing <laughs> week, are we? Um, uh, Kev, I don't know. Um, I, I don't just, know. I, I just, I just seen something earlier, and it might have been someone just asking the question rather than having information, but it, I was kind of looking going, are we still red listing countries? Are we, you know, have you come back? Because do you remember the last time, was it the Argentinians? Had to go to Croatia yeah, to go and then come back Croatia, through Croatia yeah. to get into the UK. I yeah. don't know if that's something that they have to do. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Be a case, it may be a case that France and Spain are putting restrictions in in the in the last 24 hours, right? Because of their rising COVID numbers. Okay. There may well, be something in there. I haven't seen that, but it hasn't stuck in my head yet. So no, we'll find out the, that'll come out in the next day or two. Yeah, that'll come out in the wash. No, 100% and, and yeah. To be honest with you, it's not something I've seen, and it's probably something we'll have to keep an eye on over the next 24, 48 hours, especially when yeah. the internationals actually wind down, and then you get who's coming back, where are they coming back from, who are they playing during the week, stuff with like the, that. With the Brazilian lads, um, Brazil are playing at home, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So that's not red list. No, they were removed, but I think it was okay. They'd done a deal. They were on about doing a deal before the break happened that as long as players were double vaxxed, they didn't have to come back in quarantine. Yeah. As long as they weren't coming from red list countries. If they were coming from red list countries, there's a certain thing they could come out to train or to play, but they'd put a a restriction step in the way. But as far as I know, the lads coming back from Brazil are okay. Well, yeah, but they Kieran. were in Colombia. Sorry, they were in Colombia, which is red listed. Which is red listed. That was yeah, on the tenth. So, like, but they wouldn't. I, I but they wouldn't they have been available for Saturday anyway. They would be yeah. available for the following. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah. I think yeah. what's going to happen here is that you're going to see Saturday come and go, and um, without Allison yeah. and Fabinho, as I said, unless something mad happens in the next 24, 48 hours. Um, and then you'd be looking at Atletico and you'd be saying, right, what's going on? And then you start focusing on that and then you get the ins and outs. Yeah. Uh, Kieran B asked, could Klopp not ask him not to go do what it takes feign injury? You can't do that anymore, Kieran, because if you feign injury, it, they, sometimes they ask you to travel anyway so their doctors can look at you. And then they can make a request to fee for UEFA or the Premier League or wherever it is that they don't play for five days after the game anyway. So, you know, or five or seven days. So it, that's some sort of way of protecting the international sides from players that basically done what Ryan Giggs done for his whole career in Wales. He was injured and then played for United on a Saturday. Um, so I think I think there's an issue there with just asking them not to go, you know, that sort of way. Um Conor, I'm going to come on to you, um, because on the other side of the coin, and we will get on, I'm going, before we move off, Watford, I'm going to get you to do a lineup for me, um, with regards to what we might do on Saturday. But just coming on to you, um, you know, it's a big game, and um, we're back in Premier League action. We go in, you know, in a very healthy position in the league. Um, I'm going to show you some fixtures in a minute that will show you over the next six weeks or so what we have coming up. But just the other side of the coin is Ranieri, you know, um, he's brought in at, um, Wofford. Apparently after the Leeds game he was contacted immediately to see about his availability and I watched Wofford against Leeds and I thought they were appalling. I thought they were disjointed at the back. They were easy to get at. They did no mobility in midfield. The front three although individually looked good um, didn't have any real cohesion to them. The, the team was a bit all over the place for me. And that was maybe down to Leeds but I thought Wofford were poor. Um, although I was surprised by a second but 
What difference do you think that makes, Conroy, to this this fixture of the weekend? Because normally going into a Watford game, I know we're beating there um, the season before last when the league is more or less wrapped up, but what difference does that make with a new manager coming in, the ground is full, and your players kind of on a, on a clean slate? I, I do think it'll make a, it will make a difference. Um, I agree, though, with the sentiment that um, this is a Watford model. I didn't really agree with the sacking, but does anyone agree with sackings at Watford? Not really. It, it seems to work for them. I've got to be honest, I actually do think it'll be a tough game at the weekend. I think Ryan Airy, he's caused us problems in the past. It'll be the first game back. Uh, the new manager, there'll be a bounce by the players anyway. It always happens. I mean, I'll, I'll notably always remember Craig Shakespeare um, taking over, ironically, from Ryan Airy at Leicester, who literally couldn't run 40 yards for their manager, but played like they were running through brick walls that night. Still a bit of questions that maybe Shakespeare was a bit stabbed and weaved in the back, but we'll not get into that. But that was uh, Leicester beat us 3-1 that night. I do think there's going to be a bounce. I always think it's a hard game at Vicarage Road. You said we lost 3-0. I always remember the 3-3 game, first game of the season, Mo Salah's first goal as well. Uh, I just don't I think it was Marco Silva, maybe the manager then, or maybe incorrect. But I always feel like it's a hard game at Vicarage Road. I feel like this is going to be the exact same. It'd be similar vibes to, to Brentford, even though I don't think the Watford team is as good as Brentford. It's going to be a difficult game. However, I would add, see as the season progresses, I don't think it's actually a great move for Watford. I feel like Ranieri saw what happened at Fulham. I mean, people forget that like he got sacked, got hired in the season, got sacked in the same season, and Scott Parker finished the league for Fulham. As far as I'm aware, Ranieri for me relegation battles. That's what Watford are going to get into, and that doesn't suit him. Yeah, I, he, I wouldn't be surprised if he got sacked before the end of the season. However, I do think we'll have a good game at the weekend, and they'll, they'll make it tough for us. Yeah, I, I, I think it'll be. It's a tight sort of pitch. It's a tight stadium. You know, if they get their, their tails up, it's difficult. But you know, I think when you look when you look overall, I know we're, we're talking about missing a goalkeeper and a, and a centre midfielder, but overall the team that Liverpool should send out. Yeah, but we never win there comfortably, Gav, though. We well, never win, we do. even when we chance won, scores. We, we won, yeah, we chance scores, that's a 1-0, but we, we've gone there and won 3-0, I think, um, the season before they go down. Um, Trent scores a free kick, Firmino scores, and well, Salah scores. No, good, I forgot about that. No, good point, good point. Um, but I think they will not score the second one. That is a fair point. That was relatively quite comfortable. I, I think, just I in think, my I head, think that, that game where I think that game where we went 3 0, I think we're 1 0 up, and um, we go 1 0 up. I might be second half, we go 1 0 up, and then they're kind of huffing and puffing, and we just put it to bed, you know, sort of way. And it was one of those in that season where we are like that. We just. We'd, we'd get ahead and then we'd, we'd be comfortable and then we'd just take it away from it if we needed to. Um, but look, it's it's one of those, I think, where we go into it and we have to kind of forget about who we're missing. You know, like, Elliot's a long-term thing. You don't know about Jota. You might go with Firmino because Firmino's been off away from international duty. Um, you have Thiago that looks like he's close to coming back. And, you know, Trent being, you know, declared fit is big. Um, Keith, just 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 touching on Trent before we have a look at lineup on Watford and move on and play a and we play a, um, uh, what you call them, a sound effect, and move on from this. Um, I have to keep forgetting, remembering the words fucking sound effect. But just just looking at, at, at Trent, because, you know, he's been out, and, and Milner's been an able deputy, I suppose, but he's huge for us, isn't he? Like, Keith, he's, he's, he's massive for us. He is. Um, he gets a lot of, Trent gets a lot of stick for not being defensively sound. You know, he's he's an attacking fullback. He's, he's more of a, an attacking player than a defensive player. But when he's not playing, you see the 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 gaping hole that we have on the right side of our defence. So look, Milner is an able deputy. He can do, to a certain extent, a lot of good things 
in at right full in the short term, but we saw him being exposed by um by Phil Foden. Look, Phil Foden's gonna expose a lot of players. Yeah, talking about the elite of the elite. But it's great timing to get Trent back. You know, if we need Milner to do a Knicks at there for later on in the season, fair enough, but you don't want an extended run of games at right back. Getting Trent in there, we've said it before, Gav, we've said it a million times. A lot of our attacks, our good attack and play is comes through our fullbacks, you know, and that's whether it's Trent or Robbo on the other side or Simica since he's come in, you know, has been excellent as well. And to get back to the strength there, because look, Watford, we've been looking at the Watford team, I have to be honest, it's like a bit of a ragball rovers job. I'm shocked at some of their players that they didn't know Musa Sissoko was playing for them and Danny Rose was playing for them. I'm, I'm shocked, but they do have your man Dennis, the Manuel Dennis, the Nigerian winger, will play on the left side. Look, he'll cause Trent problems. He might play up front because um, I think... Oh, uh, Josh well, King got injured. Yeah, well, Red Steve says, don't let Watford get in your heads. It's like people thinking Palace are a bogey team because of one exactly. game we're smashing these. Exactly. It's, it's because of that game when Bogdan was in goal, wasn't it? And we played... Yeah, I remember. I, I, do you know what? Goals. I always remember that Yeah, I always remember that game because it was me... Um, my wife's sister's wedding. And it was oh. the, it was the morning after, and I was oh. nursing the morning scared out disaster. Awful part. fucking um, hangover, and I was sitting at the hotel bar, and I remember my wife saying to me, "Are you gonna have a point?" I was like, "I don't fucking know." <laughs> this, this is about this is about ten this is about ten o'clock in the morning, you know. And uh, she said, "You gonna?" I said, "Listen, your last point was only about two and a half hours ago. I don't know." And I sat down, and Liverpool and Watford come on. I, I think it was an early kickoff on the Saturday. Yeah, and um. About four minutes in, I said to her, "Yeah, I'm having a point," and I sat there for the day drinking. But um, yeah, that that, that was that was an, an awful one. Um, Laura Laura Duffy says she thinks Joshua is still out. Yeah, he, um, Joshua King, sorry, is still out for Watford. Yeah. He did. He done his knee against Leeds. He 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 twisted a quite badly in a, in a kind of innocuous challenge in the first half against Leeds. He tried twice to continue on and he couldn't. So I don't know how long he's out for. But, um, yeah, and I'm just looking there. They brought on Ken Seema to replace him, and he's a left-sided yeah. player. So obviously, yeah. then Dennis goes up I'm front. O- I'm only going on. I'm only going on what I've seen against Leeds, and what I've seen was yeah. a defence that you could get a really, really yeah. get a um, and pick holes in. Like Leeds had um, a lot of success through. Um, the guy who got from United down the left and Rafinha. Dan James. Dan yeah, Dan James, James was yeah. running directly at him and causing him trouble. Rafinha kind of didn't run at them as much, but when he was picking the ball at 25, 30, 35 yards from goal, even on the left wing, he was getting on his left foot and he was hitting balls literally over the top of them. And they could have been in a couple of times. Rodrigo played up front instead of um, Bamford. Yeah. And then in midfield, when Leeds turned it over in midfield, well, uh, this was the biggest thing for me. When Leeds turned it over in midfield in their own half, and broke, Watford looked just no legs in them. No legs in them. Like they were literally ru- steaming through midfield and onto the defence. And up front, um, Sar was innocuous. Uh, the, that guy, Dennis, looked lively but didn't really get into it. And um, Ken Seema, is, is that his name? Yeah, Ken Seema came yeah, on. He yeah, he came on and, and didn't really affect the game either. So for me, looking at it, you, you think Liverpool, even with Fabinho missing, would have enough in midfield and, and especially up front for me, especially. Yeah. Can I just, can I just well, add to yeah. that? Sorry, oh, yeah. only go, Keith. Uh, no, um, no, well, just to say, 
Sorry, I was just to say, uh, I actually uh, know a few people from uh, Watford and as well, they've been saying recently they've had a few issues with the goalkeepers, not necessarily Backman, um, who actually used to play in Scotland. He had a really good season from last year. And I can't remember if it was through injury or something. He had to miss a game um, and then uh, Foster's came in. He's actually, apparently he's played quite well, but he has made a few mistakes in between those good performances. So even their goalkeeper is not a hundred percent certain now. So if there's a bit of what, what's the word, if there's a bit of kind of discontent in that area as well, that should encourage us to to take a few strikes from distance as well, because that's the one thing that annoys me sometimes is we don't kind of test uh, if it's not a, a, a solidified goalkeeper. So that's my bit of area I'll focus on as well, because there's been a bit of discontent between there. Even if Backman comes back in. It's not been cemented this season. Well, I thought I thought Foster was the number one, and, and against again looking back at Leeds, um, I think he done quite well, but I think you could see yeah. the, the, the how unsure he was in his defence. Like there was balls being yeah, because it was down. his mistake for the goal, wasn't it? it was, yeah, but, 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 but even balls dropped down into channels, and you could see him coming and stopping and going again, and ended up just kicking it over the sideline. You know this sort of yeah. stuff where you just put pressure on yourself. Herschel says, Conroy is a realistic type of guy. It's very refreshing at times. and might come off as pessimistic to some. Um, listen, he's being called worse than pessimistic, but it doesn't, I'm, he doesn't I'm, a bit, I'm a bit glass half full today, lad, so you don't want to come on. They won't be happy with you being um, being uh, optimistic because you're, you're usually the man that comes in here and gets slated for being pessimistic. And yeah. Listen, yeah, I, have no I, have no, I have no problem with him um, being pessimistic if that's his view on football that's his view so I, I, I think it, I think it's a for me I think it's you know those type of you score a goal it's late in the game and you make it 2-0 late to me that's what Watford away is kind of like it's never smooth sailing but you just you just get through it that's the way I see this game going I, can, I, I think can... I've, I think you'll make a good point before we do move on before I have buzzer goals mm. about the uh, the midfield of Watford so I've just looked at the last few games it's Sissoko and uh, Yorash Kuka in there yeah. and Kuka is 34 and I think um, Sissoko's 32, you know, and well, Sissoko was always a good engine of a player, he is getting on, and if Liverpool's midfield are on it, depending who plays in midfield, we can smother them there, and then you're taking away, you're putting pressure. If you take them out at the midfield, you're heaping pressure then on Danny Rose and Kiko Firmino, a fullback, and then you're piling her on. You can't let them sort of get a foothold in the game because they do have dangerous players. Sir, is a dangerous player. Do you know what I mean? Um, the only thing I'd say with Watford, I don't know whether they, because Ranieri will try to implement a four-four-two. I think so. And maybe put maybe put Dennis, <laughs> Mike Bassett, Mike Bassett, <laughs> just go over the top and try to go at Liverpool that way. Yeah, he's I, not going to beat Liverpool yeah. in a four-three-three straight up. It's just never no. I don't, I, I don't think so. I think what you might do is you might see like a four-four-one-one. Um, yeah, what he yeah. try to do is he try he try put a big striker up front and then he'll try to have the likes of Dennis off him and he'll, and he'll try to use Sarah in particular and he might go workman like down the left hand side with, because of um, he, he might have to take his risk with Sarah and somebody down the right um, to Garrett Robertson but down but down the left hand side I think he got workman like to look at Salah and, and, and Trent Tom Boland very importantly says uh, shout out to David Brooks of Bournemouth Absolutely. for a speedy recovery he's being diagnosed Absolutely. with a form of cancer which I can't pronounce it's a very serious form of cancer but apparently yeah. they've caught it early um, and listen it's a horrible thing to happen to anybody and um, you know this has come up because he's a footballer and he's, you know, he's fairly well known. It's a horrible thing to happen to anyone. But David Brooks um, released a statement today with regards to that. Um, 
all of us here on the LFC Day Trippers and I'm sure every Liverpool fan around and um, wish him the best of luck and a yeah, speedy recovery and, and judging absolutely. by what he said in a statement he's, he's hoping to make a full recovery and get back playing and, yeah. and you know what I, I'm, I really look forward to that happening um, because he's a young guy he's a talented guy um, he has a brilliant brilliant future ahead of him um, he's been very brave I think in the move he made to Barmouth and staying there um, after they went down and, and hopefully the club which I'm sure they will support him um, the people around the championship support him and, and everyone around football support him check in and make sure he's okay and hopefully we get some positive updates from him over the next um, couple of months and, and he's on a road he's been unlucky with injuries as well he has he's and he's a, he's a fantastic footballer he's, he's a fantastic footballer yeah. um, he's really really talented so I think I just, people forget in the Premier League especially um, some, I remember Chelsea 4-0 Bournemouth beat Chelsea 4-0 and Brooks was exceptional that night I remember yeah. Really so top, he's top a really good footballer, and and you know what? Um, I, I'd lo- do you know what? I, I'm not over fussed by Barmont, but I'd love to see them coming back up and him to be in the team. I think that'd be yeah. very fitting. Um, if, if, yeah. I don't know how long it takes to recover from this sort of thing or what sort of treatment, how long that treatment takes, because I'm not, an, as I said, you know, I'm not an expert on anything. But it, for me, if it was possible for Barmont to be lining up in the Premier League next August and David Brooks to be in that side, I think it'd be um, a very fitting for what he's going through and what um, and the road recovery he's on. So I wanted to just touch on that before we went on. Absolutely. Now, before we move on, and I'm going to play the air horn, um, when we're finished this, just to let people know so you can block your ears. But before we go on, um, I'm going to pick a side here. I'm going to throw it at you and I'm going to see what you think. So, Alison um, is not going to be in goal, right? It's going to be Keller. Um, but Trent, Matip, Van Dijk, Robertson, Henderson, Keita, Jones, um, Mane, Salah, Jota. Um, Keith, I'll come to you first. What do you reckon to that? I think Bobby will start instead okay. of Jota. Yeah. I, I think... Would- I wouldn't be surprised if there was a change at centre back as well. I wouldn't be surprised yeah, if Kanate. I was just about to say that. Was just about to say that. Do you reckon? Over, over Van Dyke. Over yeah. Van Dyke. Yeah. Yeah. With the fact that he's playing midweek, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see that. And I also wouldn't be surprised if Allison did play. But Simicas possibly, yeah. I don't know if he had minutes for Greece. Um, but yeah, I think there might be a couple of changes to that. I think the fact that Jota got a knock, I think they'll hold him back for yeah, Atletico. I think Bobby didn't travel, so Bobby go in there for me. I agree so good at that now, yeah. So good at that now. So is this the team you're talking? Kelleher, Robertson, Kanate, Matip, Trent, Henderson, Keita, Jones, Mane, Firmino, Salah. I think Adrian goes and goal. Yeah. Will you stop? Yeah, I do. I don't know what it is. I have a feeling. I have a feeling Adrian goes and goal. So you're giving me Bogdan so vibes, Keith. You're giving me Bogdan vibes, mate. Let's finalise this very quickly. Keith side. Ed, Adrian. <laughs> um, if Grace can't hear you saying that, there's going to be more. <laughs> no, I don't know why. Trent, Trent Matip, Kanate, Robertson, Henderson, Jones, Keita, Salah, Mane, Firmino. Yes, Keith? Yeah, possibly Robbo well for Simicas, but that's a lot of changes then, I think. So I think maybe, yeah. In saying that, I wouldn't be surprised if Alisson played. Be, like I said, it'd be interesting to see how Brazil line up well, with the, that team. If he doesn't play... And it's not, it's, not even, it's not even the playing. That, it's, it's, it's half one on a Friday travel. morning. Yeah, I know. It's not going to finish till half three on a Friday morning. He won't go on a plane till yeah. seven o'clock Friday morning. And he be, yeah. won't get back into England till Friday, he, evening, Friday night. If he's able... So he'd have he to get he'd have to get his own bus down to Watford. Yeah. If anyone can do it, it is a goalkeeper position. I'm not just saying that, but I feel like you might get away with it with a keeper. I don't know I if, think, if he's a great I think you're insane mm. to think that Adrian starts. 
because Kelleher's played an international football game during the week and he'll be absolutely flying after. You're just trying to wind me up. Conroy, no, I, you know what I just think? I think, <laughs> I think Klopp might, not fair, but I think he might want an experienced keeper there. That's the only reason. I wouldn't have Adrian Keller under any circumstances, but I just think he might want an experienced keeper rather than the inexperience of Keller. That's just one thing. If it was a home game, totally different, but away to Watford with a new manager, I think he'd go with Adrian. Well, uh, Kevin Ball, I'll give him the last to say on Keith's lineup. He says, oh, God, Keith, Kevin. fuck off. <laughs> uh, don't mention that twat's name again. So um, there's Kevin, ba- Kevin Ball has, has given his ruling on your side. So, um, Conrad, <laughs> give me your side, please. I don't know if I can talk that, to be honest. Um, I think um, it'll be Kelleher, if not Alisson. Um, just because... I, I, don't, me, want ifs, but, I yeah, don't want ifs or buts. I want... Name me an 11, please. Kelleher. Ke- Kelleher, for me, I actually think he's been really impressive when he's played with Liverpool uh, when he stepped in. Uh-huh. Kelleher, Trent, Matip, Van Dijk. I'll say Robbo. Could be Shimmercastle. Um, just with the athletical game in mind as well and Robbo's just had two fixtures in international games mm-hmm. quite intense games as well yeah. um, I agree with that midfield personally because I don't know if there's anyone else who could step in so I'm going to go with that midfield I think that's what it'll be it'll be interesting to see Hendo at a six again mm-hmm. uh, and I agree with Manny Firmino and Salah I think precaution with Jota don't take a chance is there anyone you would consider in the midfield to, to come in? Um <clears throat> Milner over Jones, depending on the Jones and Jones' fitness. I think Jones is fine. He yeah. plays against Andorra yeah. yesterday or the day before, and he yeah. plays and he's fine. And he's I think yeah. he plays the full ninety. Um, I've no problem. That would be the only, that'd be the only one. I'd, You're happy with that as well, Kev? Yeah, I'd be, I'd be the same pretty much as that lineup okay. there now. Good stuff. Yeah, that would be pretty much. I, I think. A little stint, a little game there for Henderson. The six, I'm all right with. I think he's been out of sorts. Um, I think he's been poor. To be honest with yeah. you, um, yeah, yeah, he needs position. to find his feet again. And, and some people have said, "Well, it's not really a change of position. We haven't. It's it's a hundred percent a complete change in what we're trying to do off that right hand side for me, where, wherever midfielder plays there." Um, just because we're we're literally trying to make those three in a very small area and keep them up the pitch and hold teams, and I don't think it's suit with Henderson. I think he rather's gone forward a certain amount and coming back where he's being asked to be a bit more creative I don't think it's him. I think he's being poor that's a lot of right it's okay the team players go through that you think um, that's not, why Robbo might play Gav with Jones because they kind of have that that type of movement like Elliot and Salah did on that side like the portal game yeah I th- my my issue in midfield might be Milner over Keita um, simply for the walk rate um, I think Jones is, is quite creative I think Henderson will be comfortable in the six and I think that creativity from Jones they kind of look for a bit of Walkman like on one side and creative on the other and with Jones down that left hand side they might go Walkman like on the on the, on the the uh, on the right having said that they might go they, they could end up leaving Jones on the right and putting Milner on the left um, because I think Sarah is probably the most dangerous player pace wise so they might do something like that but I'm, I'm, I'm good with that side if that side can't yeah. beat Watford there's something wrong Kev you're happy with that though before we move on yeah yeah, absolutely like you said I mean, at the end of the day you're going to wait to Watford they've sacked their manager for a reason they're in a position they're in the, that they're in yeah. legitimately they're not as good as the Troy Deeney Watford you know they have a couple of decent players but to be fair, you have to be going if you want. If you it, have ambitions, it'd be interesting if they had Troy Dini KV. It would be interesting it if they would, actually kept Troy Dini. Yeah, went for that way. It would, but I mean, at the end of the day, if you have ambitions of winning the league of this league, you have to be going there, and you have to be oh, going, sh- going there winning. Mm. You know, we have to kick this get this run of seven games off properly. 
Yeah. And pick up where we left off and get back to winning ways. Good stuff. I'm happy with yeah. that. Okay, no problem. That's the end of that. I was nice. fucking dying to do that, and people are going to go mad now. I'm going to go mad. Um, last one on the poly one. Let's have a feeling that Ox may start this game. We'll see because he has been training the course all week. I may be looking at probably. that. Well, he is looking. I don't at know it's the day for him to be honest. But Keith, the thing is, you know, he's had him there all week. Like you said, drilling them, drilling them, drilling them. So um, it, it's it's one of those. But anyway, moving on. Um, it is a big, a big month ahead. And, and Kev, I'm going to stay with you because, yeah. you know, it, it's a big month ahead for Liverpool. Um, I'm going to show you something on the screen now, which is basically our, our fixtures until the end of November, right? So it's Watford away. Tuesday, it's uh, Atletico away. Then it's United away. Away to Preston in the League Cup. Okay, home to Brighton. In the league, then home to Atletico in the Champions League, then away to West Ham, home to Arsenal, home to Porto. So there's a like there's far away in a row there. We get yeah. two at home, then we're away, home, home. So it it evens itself out. But Kev, it's a huge period, isn't it? Um, in, in three competitions, there. Watford aside, you sh- you should be beating Watford. Atletico Madrid is going to be a tough game. United away is always a tough game. Don't care what form they're in. Don't care what form we're in. That's always a tough game. Yeah. Preston in the cup, look, give the kid. We hope the squad, is, squad will do a job. Mm-hmm. Brighton are in fantastic form. They are in flying form at the minute. They're a really dangerous side. They can cause problems. <coughs> there's, there's banana skins. I'm going to that. All over. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be a cracking game of ball there. But there's banana skins written all over, all over this <laughs> next six weeks. There really is. Mm. And you hope that you come through it with putting down a marker you know if we can come through this you know qualify for the if Champions we, if League we, if we come through with like Kev if we come through with say nine points in the Champions League group sorry three twelve points in the Champions League group so I'm giving you a loss somewhere yeah okay um, because we have Atleti twice and then Porto so I'm giving you I'm yeah. giving you twelve points which qualifies you before the last game alright yeah Um, and I'm giving you Unbeaten in the league, drawing one. Okay, and and true in the and true in the league cup. Is that is that the minimum, or is are you saying maybe no? Might be two draws in there. Yeah, I think there could be two draws in there. West Ham are playing well. Uh, Brighton are playing well. United away is always a tough fixture. You hope to get a result there. One, if we come away with this, with only after only if dropping only two points, that'll be some serious performance. Because at the end of the day, they're, they're not Mickey Mouse clubs we're playing. Bar, look, Watford aside, no disrespect to Watford at the end of the day. But the rest of them are top eight sides. Hmm. And they're going to put it up to us. They're, 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 in decent, they're in decent veins of form. And, you know, Brighton and West Ham don't have Europe. Well, Brighton don't, don't have Europe to contend with. So they'll be eyeing us up big time, you know. We still have players out injured, and you're still nursing some members of the squad through games. So I'd be I'd be over the moon if we come out of that only dropping two points. Yeah, absolutely over the moon. Still unbeaten. Yeah, so, so would I, because like Keith, I'm looking at it there, and I think the Atletico Madrid away game is the key one. And the reason for it is, Watford takes care of itself. We're back off an international break, but if you go to Atletico, and say for argument's sake, you you take a draw out of it. You could nearly go there if you were to go there and change a few things, 
with United in, in view on the Sunday. Now, you have to remember, it's five days after Atletico we play United, right? It's five days, right? But you can put everything into United knowing that you have pressed during the week, which is fine. Brighton are in great form, but I still expect Liverpool to beat them at Anfield, all right? And then you're back into Atletico. And if you were to beat Atletico, okay, then you're into West Ham, Arsenal. I expect to win both of those. And you're nearly, you're, you're done in the Champions League. Anyway, going into Porto. You'd have Porto and AC Milan left and you'd be more or less qualified because if you were to draw and you were to win against Atletico, you have 10 points and no one's touching you. You're true. Is that the key for you? Yeah, I mean, this will come back to point me in the ass, right? Mm-hmm. Atletico aren't playing great at the moment. Right? They're a dangerous bastard of a team. We know that. They're getting wins and they're getting late winners and they're getting, you know, scutry winners. And every year, sort of Simeone, when he, when he makes changes to the team, he tries to find their formation and all that stuff. So I think, you know, if we have a relatively strong side going to Atletico, and we went for them. I think we can get the win over there, which I think if we win over there, I think that sets us up then. Do you know what I mean? I think it's only one win needed. You could, you could, you could literally yeah. just go hell for leather at home to let it go beat them, and you're done. You've two games where you don't have to do anything in exactly. the Champions League. And, and finishing top this, or second makes no difference now because you, the quality no. that's in it and the way it's drawn now, you could just end up, yeah. like you could literally. I know you can't do it in the second round, but like you could literally get 18 points in your group and end up facing what you feel is the best team in Europe or the second best team in Europe compared to you. Yeah. Well, see, that's, I mean, last year we we thought we'd sail through a Champions League group that was relatively easy and we didn't. And we know, you know, we had issues there and we, we made it unnecessarily difficult for ourselves. But I just think this time, you know, the we owe Atletico one. Do you know what I mean? We, we do owe Atletico a, a bit of a beating over there. They're not in great form. They're, well, they're, no, sorry, they're not. They're in decent form, but they're they're not playing particularly well. I think they will have problems, and I think they can be got at. And if we do win that, it, as I said, Gav, it does set us up. And then it's you know you do run your Champions League, and then you're looking at the league. And I agree, you go into Manchester United. Then oh, until I see that team sheet, I'm having Varane and Maguire playing. Until I, I don't think play. there's a chance of either of them playing. But then judging by, at judging by the injuries that they have, but I'm kind of comfortable if either of them play or both. Yeah, exactly. It's it is what it is. But the problem we have at Manchester United, it's certainly a way, is that Klopp goes in there with this and we don't go for them thing in his head that he never goes for it. He never goes for them or Everton away. Now we done them and last year. We did, but like, it was no, sort no, of never get a good result, Old Trafford. Though let's be honest. Yeah, but we majority beat them there of seasons. Last year. We beat them comfortably yeah. for me. No, but, that, but like nine times out of ten when we go there, it's usually a... I agree with you Keith, give, it's just... We like make a, a hard off no, ourselves. No, you give just like, we were winning yeah. everybody and we go there and we let them see, and finger us for a half. And but, really but, you see, but you see, the thing for me is, right, and it's funny because I'm always calling for Liverpool to go and stamp them or their authority on United. Stamp their authority on United and, and beat them. I'm actually the other way around going into this one. And the reason for it is because I never felt United were a threat if you, if you went to pen them in. Right, they wanted to play counter attacking football, but I don't think they were very good at it. I think they absolutely live for it now. They absolutely yeah. live for it. I, yeah. uh, for me, I'd be going into Old Trafford. And I'm saying I'm literally going in, going all of us. The back four stays where it is. The two midfield, Henderson play, put Henderson and Fabinho or Thiago's back, and I want you to make sure you are covered all the time. And we're going to do the opposite to them. 
we're going to hit them on the break and we're going to have um, we're going to have our team to hurt them because I don't, I think they run out of ideas I think if you genuinely I think and, and Fernandez is, is in good form and he scores and, and stuff like that but I genuinely think if Paul Pogba plays for Manchester United and you stand somebody on him I think you're going to beat United and I, I really believe that I think <clears> you beat them handy because he's actually the creative uh, force it's not Bruno Fernandez, and um, I'd love I'd love to see us go the opposite way the opposite way um, for what we what, what we're calling for usually when it comes to United but, could but, I just add Gav to the Champions League thing the only thing I'd say about finishing top is you usually get your second leg um, at home at home and I think that does make a difference it's, I, even who you play I know we're a top team now but I do believe Anfield second leg can that psychological advantage can can give you 10-15% so that's the only thing I'd maybe add that I, I, you, that's why you, I like finishing you, top yeah but do you certainly do you definitely get your second leg at home for winning yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. that makes a difference but then but, but I think I think that's less of a thing um, than you know remember you used to finish top and you knew you were getting some some shy you know what yeah. I mean in the second round um, yeah it matters more later later down the road it, yeah. it's not so much the first knockout it's if you can get draw a quarter final and you're playing your second leg at home yeah the quarter quarter final is up in the air then because you can get teams yeah. from your own country and stuff like that yeah I'm just yeah. thinking you get a PSG or a City next round I don't even know if that's possible it won't be because it's well, like it won't be City but you could get a PSG yeah. you want that sake. listen yeah, but I, I'm, get, I'm, right. I'm of the opinion anyway when it comes to the European Cup just give us anybody because I think, yeah. you know, and nobody yeah. wants us. Nobody wants us, yeah. especially this no, year. No, just, just, uh, just to add that, I, just, I think that's a slight advantage you get, but that, that was all. Okay. Um, well, Kev, um, just coming on to you, and, you know, like, I'm, I want to go on to winners and losers in a minute, all right? Um, yeah. I want to go on to winners and losers, and Conroy, I'm going to start with you and your winners and losers in a second. But, Kev... When we're look, when we're looking at this, and we're overall, and we're looking at what we take out of it, how important is it for fitness? And I'm I'm talking about Thiago here because I love him. I love him as a player, but I'm getting a little bit. I think I'm, you know, I'm getting a little bit kind of it, what the fuck. It's at the stage you, you need you need to turn up. You know what yeah. I mean. You need someone who's got a clock in and turn up and do a shift. Yeah, I get I get that with him. I mean, how important? I, I suppose romance is vital. How important over these next seven weeks that we just get us. This seven weeks could absolutely shape the season, and I know that the Christmas period comes then a month later. But this could yeah. shape your season in three competitions, especially in the league. More a little, definitely in the Champions League, and to a lesser extent in the league. But how is how important is you for you to see now players just pushing on, and we're not getting those. Are these out for three weeks? Are these out for four? Weeks? We don't need that, do we? No, we don't. Uh, Thiago, yeah, I understand the frustration. I mean, he's been unlucky with two impact injuries that have curtailed him, but it's not unusual for him. He, it's very rare that you get 40 games a season out of a Thiago anyway. Mm-hmm. But saying that, you've got th- three midfielders and ideally you want to be rotating all the time. Every game, you, I don't see a, a situation where you'll see the same midfield three playing back-to-back games, and you shouldn't. You don't need to. That's the whole point of having a squad. Then if you manage the minutes, that's why I think Virgil does get a rest. You manage players' minutes. You bring players into form at the right time. and But you need, you like Thiago, you need Naby to stay fit. Ox needs to turn up. Ox needs to, come in, to be able to come on for 20 minutes at the end of a game and do a job. Do you know what I mean? Not be stupid and try to showboat and do too much. 
you need you know he needs to be come on 70 minutes gone it's footing the ball and fucking pass it mm. do you know what I mean pass it forward pass it sideways keep the ball you, you know you don't need to be a maestro in midfield you need to be functional at times and you need to do a job Curtis Jones the same you know ideally I Curtis should be looking now at this run of seven fixtures Preston aside so six fixtures Curtis should be looking at this saying, right, I'm going to get four starts here. Or playing them all. Well, no, ideally playing more, but look, if he gets four starts out of the six, then he's nailed himself into a position ahead of Naby for me. You know, at the minute he's on a par. He can come in with Naby and both of them are fighting for one slot. He can put a marker down to say, look, yeah, this is mine now. Okay. Yeah. And no different to the front three either. You know, if, Origi is called on to come in and do a job, or Taki is needed to give Sadio a rest here and there. You know that they have to do it. You can't flog the players to death. Probably, probably where we need to the season in. Probably where we need to put games to bed and then bring these players yeah, on, and, and, then, and, that, yeah. and that's how you manage your squad as opposed yeah. as opposed to massive, um, you know, Whole rotation and stuff does, like that. does make two, three changes per game early in the season mm. normally. Yeah, you know, somebody, somebody did say somebody that. did say earlier though these are the sort of running games where managers look to kick on and, and and put things in place and absolutely go for it. And I think if we can keep, you know, the majority, the vast majority fit, I think yeah. I think that that's a good point because it is a, it's a crucial run of games. And then then you can really set yourself up going into December, going right, okay, let's plan our December, let's plan our, our Christmas period, and let's see where we are in January, what competitions yeah. we're still in, and where we are in them, and and, and go from there. Um, Conrad, I'm going to come to you first for a, an early prediction on Watford versus Liverpool before we move on. Um, I think t- two no, uh, one no, quite maybe late second, late first half, early second half, and then the second goal late on. Okay, Keith. Three one, mm-hmm. three nil if Adrian doesn't play. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even say it, Keith. Like, okay. I, I, those comments have been going mad. Okay. I wouldn't play him just to be clear. I just I wouldn't. Be I I, I think there's not a fucking hope in playing. I'd be I'd be amazed if he plays, especially with a, a guy that's got an, a game during an international game during the week, um, literally twenty five minutes away from Liverpool. It's not like he's traveling halfway around the world, you know. Um, Kev, quick one for you. I mean four one. I mean we go and we score and we put him to the sword. Okay. And we lay a marker down for for the next six weeks. Good stuff. And I'm delighted Kev said something like that because most of us are absolute spas when it comes to uh, predictions. <laughs> but I trust Kev because he sits there very measured um, from one day to the next. And uh, with Kev saying that sort of stuff, I'm absolutely delighted. Um, for me, an early prediction, I'm going to go 2-1 Liverpool. I think we're 2 up and I think they might grab one late and we just we see it out. But I'm going to go with that. Anyway, that's the end of that. Well done, lads. <laughs> Well done to the lads. That was amazing. So, winners and losers, let's get this done. Um, we've 20 minutes left. So, Conor, I'm going to start with you. Who are your winners of the week, please? I can probably guess who my winners of the week are. Um, the most unscottish thing uh, ever happened. Unscottish. I know. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Um, yeah, Scotland are my winners this week. Um be perfectly honest, I've, I spoke to Kev before this. Um, there's a bit of delusion now that Scotland performed well. We performed well for about 35 minutes <laughs> in, in uh, of 120 minutes. But you know what? The results are all that matter. Israel, um, uh, you talk about Saturday, the 5pm kickoff. 
had a few drinks during it and a lot of drinks after it. Um, when Scott McTominay chested that ball in, we Alan McKay's commentary, just the bias going completely. <laughs> just all you heard was McCoy say, it's in! Just unbelievable. Um, considering i seen the worst penalty in my life by Lyndon Dykes. Um, we missed the penalty. 2-1 down. Then it's 2-2. We missed loads well, of chances. Lyndon Dykes so is many outrageous chances. in the second half. He's so good. Oh, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. He's just not good at penalties. Yeah. Um, but then, then because even his penalty scored against Austria was very poor, very lucky it went in. Mm. But honestly, that's, that's down to the mentality of the player, though, to, to keep going. The goal then gets disallowed. Um, but thankfully, we had VAR. Um, great call. Diving. I was going to say a bad word there, but that's all the guy's doing. Deserve, there should be a two-match ban for that long-haired defender because there's zero contact. A simulation, too much ban should be. But anyway, Dykes scores. Then we have uh, Dykes gets another great chance, misses it. McGinn gets a great chance, misses it. You're like, this is typical Scotland. We get a great opportunity. We've just won in Australia, Australia, <laughs> Australia away. Beat Israel. We're, we're very close. Don't win it. John McGinn corner in. Jack Henry flick. We actually got a set piece coach in a month ago. And we scored from a set piece. We also conceded from two I set actually, pieces. I totally. actually looked up Jack Hendry because I remember him. I think he played for Dundee and he went to Celtic and yeah. he went to be really, really red. Very poor at Celtic. He's now, wasn't he? Yeah, he went to basically was at Bruges, Celtic. Yeah. Didn't work out well. Got a lot of criticism in Scotland for it. Then he went to Ostersons, who um, Potter used to manage. Is it Ostersons? Right. I'm sure yeah. it is. Yeah, and then he yeah. got a move to Club Rouge and then he got the clean sheet against PSG and he started the season quite well there. It might be Ostersons or another, I, I can't remember, but yeah, he's at Club Rouge now. Yeah. Um, so unbelievable. And then last night, Gav, when I say the football was dreadful, I mean, I rather would have watched paint dry, but who cares? Honestly, who some cares? Game, you need some games like that in, in the qualification. Oh, especially, absolutely. Especially yeah. as, uh, you know, uh, no disrespect to Scotland, but a team of their level. And what they're looking to achieve, you will get games like that. But they've, they've got through it, and um, I think they're I think they're worthy winners of the week for you, Conroy. I'm being honest yeah, with you. No, I, I, no honestly, and just a one last shout out as well. Andy Robertson against Israel, absolutely captain's performance, two assists. Hmm. Just what what a player, and it's very. Uh, well, he's the best uh, left back in the world. So yes, well, yeah, but we're, we're getting tall. Down. We're we're getting. Oh, uh, look, show I okay. Forty assists in the Premier League, mate. All right, let's just forty assists. Okay, yeah. So. Yeah. So, and then on that, um, it's great that he got in the captaincy club for Liverpool as well. But genuinely, just what a feeling, guys. And the way it kind of stands now is we've got Moldova and Denmark. And oh, basically, if we, if we beat Moldova, the way it kind of works with Israel chasing us, we're basically got the playoff spot. And then we'll, we'll, just, we'll talk about that when we get there. So, my winner's ecstatic, as you know. Yes, sir, I can boogie. There's a lot of pints on Saturday night. Um, so, yeah, outstanding. Good stuff. Um, a lot of people asking where Jamie is. Um, Jamie's back on next week. What we've done is, like, I had to explain something to people. All these lads that are on these, this channel, right, um, myself included, well, not myself included because I do a full-time at this stage, but all the lads have jobs. They've they've um, partners, wives, husbands, kids, whatever it might be, um, and they're busy. So they have a lot going on. And when you have kids and you've, you know, you have to go training and you have to do this and you have to do that. And some lads do college courses and stuff like that. So what we've done is we've made up a bit of a roster with regards to the midweek fix. And, um, basically I am going to host and the lads are going to drop in every week as they can. And that's all we can ask for. So I just wanted to clear that up because, uh, people are going, where the fuck's Jamie? And I, I could have said he just didn't turn up because he's a prick, but I wouldn't do that. And yeah. um, there's just, look, we've made a roster of about six or seven lads that are going to drop in every week in and out and give you different views every week because 
to be honest, they, they, they have lives outside of this. I don't. I'm just the sad cunt that does this. The snaky fucker is in the chapel. Yeah, so he's in the chapel. The there must be an ad. Whatever he's, whatever, whatever, he's, whatever, whatever he's watching on the telly must be on an ad or he's paused it. Married at first sight. is gone into microwave the popcorn or something. Um, but look, it's it's just to let you know that that's what's going on because people get very fucking curious as to what's going on. Keith threw him under a bus there. Oh, he's, he's, he's right. That's, that's life as, as in the day trippers. Get under that bus. Um, let me see. Uh, Tom Boland, this is a great show. Uh, Tom Boland says, uh, the day trip is like the doll's game now, week on, week off. Yeah, that's what it is. But look, we could either... We could either just commit to four people and then if they're not available we won't have a show so we're making sure we give you a show every single week Tom so relax if you think of it in the Liverpool context Jamie is our navigator yeah. he'll do one or two weeks and then he's gone yeah. gone yeah. for six weeks with a married at four soy injury so you know yeah. we, we have to we have to treat him um, with kid gloves to make sure he's fit because if say what you want about Jamie he's definitely the houseboy's favourite so he is him and Shawnee Lawson are the, a different demographic. Nobody's touching Shawnee Lawson. Don't put anybody in the same bracket as Shawnee. Jamie, Jamie gets the elder ones, you know, the, the sort of Daniel O'Donnell crowd. That's, yeah. who, that's who Jamie is attracted. Shawnee is the man. Um, he's in a league of his own. But that's how it goes, right? Just to let you know. Now, uh, Keith, winner of the week for you. Right. Winner of the week is... Gavin Doyle for the walkie done getting Sienna steps as close to the line as possible. Well, that's not true. Um, it is true. I have my t-shirt on yeah. helping our mate Sienna. Gavin, yeah. will ne- Gavin will never give himself credit for what he does. It's an, an amazing achievement. It wasn't us that, that done. You know, we helped as much as we could, you know, but Gav constantly pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. And, you know, with that help, with others, you know, there's a lot of people pushing um, Sienna's um, progress, you know, the fur brigade and things like that. But, you know, you've done a lot of work and pushed a lot of people. And last night, you and Andy done your Bob Geldof and made your Band-Aid yeah. special. And was a roaring success, has yeah. to be said, a roaring success. Well, right? that's what so, happens. See, that's what happens when you're torn up, right? And one of you decides that if you drink milk over the age of 12 years of age there's something wrong with you um, we drink milk one decides if you spend yeah. if you spend more than 40 quid in the toast that you're weird um, yeah. there was um, how much do you buy a kettle for Gav then, that's then, what then, 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 we, then we just start reading out your board and your fella tweets um, Andy, yeah. I lost Andy for about 40 minutes while he just stared at his phone and got to his family. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know what else we talked about. I must go back and listen to it. Was it. Do you know what? It didn't feel like the most crack because we were really pushing to get Sienna stuff, but it, yeah. I think it might have been good crack. It was good. Yeah, it was good. That's yeah. I enjoyed it. It was good. That's and it's done well, you know. It's, uh, so who's your real winner of the week? That's what was good. A real winner of the week then. Me, me fake winner of the week is going to be Callum Robinson. Yeah. Um, because There's a, There's a staff for you, Keith. See, see, Gav didn't think I was going to say him, so we made a, we got some makeup stats for Callum Robinson. Uh-huh. Callum Robinson um, has got a lot of stick in the last week from an Irish point of view. I know not everyone that listens is Irish, but you know there was jokes being made about he's he's got more. Um, he's only got one goal. Yeah, um, it, it's been ridiculous. Joe Duffy and all, you know, who's an Irish chat show uh, radio. Chat so what was said about him? Because I don't follow this. Uh, Joe Duffy tore into him about Four. the fact that tore, he tore he, right into because of the fact that he refused. He's, he's at COVID vaccinated. twice and he refuses yeah. to get vaccinated. Okay. Now look, there is a problem with this because if he, he does get 
if he does test positive and other players around the Ireland squad get pinged, mm-hmm. they have to quarantine. Yeah. So if it's a case that Robertson Robinson gets it again yeah. and Cuevin Kelleher will get pinged as a close exactly. contact, then he misses the game on Saturday. Just yeah, it's very risky. It's there very risky. risky. And well, you can understand the well, risk, it's, it's, but he took a lot of stick over it. And did. then was, because the he... stick was ridiculous. So, so basically, listen, I, I'm, I'm vaccinated. I got vaccinated as a first available opportunity. I don't really have a view on people that aren't vaccinated because it is completely and utterly their own, um, yeah. their own prerogative. I get where you're coming from, Kev, with regards to the other mm-hmm. players in the squad and if he gets it. But what I would say is that I think you might be in, uh, not you, but I think the likes of Joe Duffy, who, if you're listening to him, like, come off it um, but they might be insulting um, this guy's intelligence and they might be insulting um, the Irish team and you know back manager backroom team whatever is intelligent because I'm sure Callum Robinson it's very easy to catch right and mm. I don't think it makes a difference if Callum Robinson catches it and he's in the squad or Jeff Hendrick catches it and he's in the squad and he's vaccinated because if he's if if somebody yeah, in the squad you. tests positive, okay, and thirty percent of people in hospitals at the moment that are um, in there for COVID are actually vaccinated, seventy percent yeah. are non-vaccinated, right? Yeah. To, to, and I'm, I hate to go down this road, yeah. right? No, no, right? But what I'm saying is, if I'm in the Ireland squad tomorrow, which is not going to happen because they won't let me play in the ten, and I refuse to yeah. go unless they let me play in the ten. Right? Totally understandable. <laughs> but, um, totally understandable. Like if they if they yeah. the same my performance in the summer of two thousand and then. Um, um, the summer of 2018, um, against the Anfield rap in, um, in the Astro, they would fully play me in the 10. Yeah, but but Stephen was hanging around still talking about it. So but, but it's still talked about in, in pubs in the, they, they offered you the eight gaff and you're like, no, 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 no. Take a deal. not 10. good enough for me. But, but the no, thing is, you. right? If I'm in the Ireland squad tomorrow or I'm, I'm in the backroom staff or and I get it, it's the exact same thing that does the same stuff goes into place as Callum Robinson getting it. Now, I'm, I have a feeling, Cam, you know, he's a close contact, but for, for these people to come out and have a go with this fella that's torn up the papers, <coughs> he could just turn and go, I'm not playing. Fuck it. If he's don't want me to play, fuck it. And, but he's not, he's torn up. So, um, I think he's doubly the winner of the week. Um, I don't agree with the fact that he doesn't have a, a, a vaccine. I think he should, but that's his own view, completely not his own view. But, but that's, he was taking the stick for having more. Covid's than goals. He only had one goal for Ireland, and in the week he's after getting two goals against Azerbaijan. He's just getting a hat trick against Qatar. And interestingly, it brings him up to about 13th in the all-time goal scoring list for Ireland. Yeah, um, was it first hat trick since since two, Robbie Keane? Was Robbie it? Keane? Yeah, yeah. So it's, I mean, I'm just looking at his, he's only like two goals behind um, Damien Duff, uh, Kevin Sheedy's three. How many goals Kevin has he Six. And he's what? He's in the he's top 12 five. Or or oh, no, right, he's, okay. he's Sorry. Got 12th. I heard number three there. I heard number five or six. But he's, no, he's, he's got six goals, but Damien Duff only got eight for Ireland. Which Clinton is mad, Morrison isn't it? And David Conley got nine, who are both forward players. You know, we don't have a record of, of um, producing goal scorers. Now, people will laugh and say, it's Azerbaijan and it's Qatar. And the same people will then laud Cristiano Ronaldo for getting another hat trick against fucking Luxembourg. Yeah. And <laughs> two, penalties, two penalties. Two yeah, penalties. Yeah, exactly. And you look at his hat trick yeah. list. But he's playing Ronaldo in a significantly better side than Ireland to get that hat trick. Yeah. But, but that's, that's, that's irrelevant thing, when right? the agenda's there, yeah. Gav. That's irrelevant. But that, that's agenda. the thing. You know, people will knock his achievement, but then, you know, you can't knock his achievement and then credit. And that's not a digger Ronaldo. It's, you're just seeing the stat today about Ronaldo getting yeah. the top. 
hat-tricks and it was Luxembourg, Lithuania, Lithuania, you got them against Spain in fairness, um, but then it was other, like, the, the absolute dregs of society he's got his hat-tricks against, but it gets lauded, whereas Callum Robinson, you know, credit where it's due, he took a lot of stick, yeah. as you said, for his own reasons, not taking that vaccine, I don't agree with myself, but it's a personal choice. Yeah, well, but for these people, like, listen, listen, you can have a personal choice and you can have an opinion yeah. on it, but for, for national broadcasters to come out and have a goal that's of, on a fella that's turning yeah. up to play for Ireland, and he's being welcomed to, to play for Ireland by yeah. the manager, the players and the backroom staff, like, if he wasn't being, if he wasn't being welcomed, he'd be scoring the goals and none of the players would be hugging him or, or congratulating yeah, yeah. him. And, and like, you know, um, Raj says, God, did you used to play for Paul Marnock? No, they wouldn't let me out in Paul Marnock. I'm too common for it to be out there, you fucking yeah. man. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Harry Lewis says, uh, but you're significantly less likely to contact it if you're vaccinated. I, I fully understand that, and I agree with you, Henry. Yeah. But the thing is, if Jeff Hendrick is fully vaccinated and contacts COVID, all right, he, and there's a chance, there's actually a 30% chance, 3 in 10 people at the moment in hospital are vaccinated and have it, right? But they're, and they're, they're probably in hospital, they're not as a bigger risk of the people that aren't vaccinated simply because the vaccination reduces the risk on you. But the thing is, if Jeff Hendrick turns up and test positive the exact same procedures have to go into place within their Ireland squad yeah. as if Callum Robinson got it alright or tested positive now there's more chance of him getting it because yeah. he's not vaccinated but you still have to walk around it and I'd be more horrified at the fact that they turned around and said Callum Robinson you can't turn up and play for Ireland <clears> because you're not vaccinated that's that, that for me is ridiculous but look, we won't get into that because we'll be here all night and I have got a sound effect that I will play and end this whenever we feel like right? I'm down to glockenspiel triangle party noise and um, a bicycle horn just to let people know Um so that's uh, Callum Robinson winner of the week Kev your winner of the week my winner of the week's France well it's two really I mean France for sure but I think the Nations League has been a success Okay, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the two semi-finals and the final I think there were two fantastic games and France, the way France played against Belgium, the way they came back against Belgium, went on to win it. Mm-hmm. The way they came back in against Spain and went on to win it. I think you're starting to see the French turn up again. And if you look through that French squad and you look at who's not there, they have a savage squad, like, and they're entertaining. Yeah, but if you got a recent goal, yeah, they're into, that's what it doesn't matter. They're entertaining. And they might be entertaining because of Hugo Lloris. He's always got a rick in him, like, do you know what I mean? He's always liable to make a mistake. But when you've got the likes of Benzema and Mbappe up front, with Pogba, and Pogba's been outstanding for France, they're a savage side to watch. And you don't get a chance to see them often against top-level opposition. And Spain, with the kids that they played, they were brilliant. They're a really, really good side to watch. And when you've got nothing invested in the games... Well, couldn't care less who wins either side. I just wanted to sit down and watch 90 minutes of football and be entertained. And I was. And I think Spain looked good, though, Kev. Spain looked... Spain yeah. look, I actually think Spain looked like they, they could have this, a really, really interesting generation. Yeah. But for me, the success of the Nations League is the fact that you're, pair, you're in groups to start with against sides of the same rank. Yeah. Of the same quality. And if you lose, you drop down and someone else gets promoted. But in general, the quality is the same. It's not like a European Championships or a World Cup where it's depending on luck and, you know, the draw's got to fall your way and form and everything. It's, you're getting good big nations against each other and you're seeing who's the best. And to say it's a Mickey Mouse tournament and what have you, didn't look like a Mickey Mouse tournament to the fans and to the players who turned up. They went for it. And it was open attacking football. 
I think it's helped that the only fans. I think the, it's helped with the timing of it, and fans only being back recently. That you know, mm. people went, "Oh, France even, against Spain." You know, I think maybe even the last time. No, even the last one when England were in it in Holland, and I think Switzerland. And how did he get to these because I'm genuinely I have. You're drawn in. You're you drawn could, in. You could tell me tomorrow the Ireland won the World Cup, and yeah. I'd be going fair play to them because I just track none of it. So, so the you're World drawn. Say so there's the top eight in Europe, right? You're yeah. drawn in groups of four. Yeah. You play in your groups. You play the teams in your groups. So it's only open team. to eight sides. No, 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 no. every team every is in there in with the top is... group, and so you'd have the top eight sides will be in the top sort of like group, and where we're way and down. Yeah, we're with yeah. miles down in the blade. And the oh, so we we we've no shit. chance. Even if we won our group, we've no chance. To but get you, get the a, final. you get a you get a chance for a playoff though if, if you win your your group. So hence why the the playoff World so Cup qualifier players will play the, the nation leagues. It's tied into yeah, the it's, it's tied, in. tied into it, it's a fairer way of judging the coefficient for when draws are made for World Cups and European Championships. That mm-hmm. if Ireland are fourth seeds, that means they're in the fourth tier of European football because yeah, of I'm the Nations you. League results. Okay, yeah. So you're getting a fair reflection of what groups should look like, and you're getting a fair reflection of where a country is at. Okay. But for me, I thought, I just enjoyed the football. I really did. And I thought France, were just, with Benzema on the side, he's had a new lease of life since Ronaldo's buggered off. From Madrid, and he's he's found himself again. I think he's he's a fantastic footballer, and he's just one of those players you like to watch. Benzema is great, and every time I think of Benzema, I always think of I think he scores two for Leon away at Rangers in in the Champions League game, and, or it might be in a, it might be in your way for cup. I think it was Champions League that one. No, it's Champions League because yeah, Rangers beat them three now in the first game. They beat them in Leon three now, and then they beat them three now in Glasgow. Yeah, the, and he's he, he just he is he's a fucking brilliant player, Benzema. Yeah. Benzema, mm-hmm. in fairness to him, and there was all that messing around with. Um, the little fella, as a person, I would. I don't think we should judge him as a, as a person. Yeah, he's definitely. I don't, I don't know. All I know is something went down with him of Valbuena. I'm not too yeah. sure. I just know he had. As a as a player, he's fantastic. As a person, he might he, be a complete langer. You he bla- he blackmailed yeah. Valbuena. Yeah, he's 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 a very he's a yeah he's a very shady very shady. I would not trust him. I was 100 up up on it. I just knew that he had to be. I thought he fell out over smokes, but no, no, right. So um, all right, okay. I wasn't going to say that. I'm going to have to edit that out, Keith. Thanks a million, man. That's what it was. Some taking note of that. He blackmailed him over the sex tape. All right, one hour six minutes and ten seconds. Keith has just fucking made more. That's what it was. That's what it was. That was the whole thing. Allegedly. You have to say allegedly. You have to say allegedly at the end. Right. Allegedly. Losers. Someone else. Losers of the week. Um, Conroy. Loser of the week, please. Loser, just before I get into it, just to add, Lyndon Dykes actually um, broke uh, a record for Scotland as well. Let's go four games in a row. It's the first Scottish player to do that. So just thought I'd add that. Um, The other. you see me okay? Yeah, he equaled the record that was set in 1968. Yeah, yeah, he got so, so that was, it was, it was amazing yeah. for, for him, for the guy who yeah. sometimes he doesn't play that well, but he's just he's effective as anything. Um, yeah, so yeah, Lyndon Dykes, outstanding. Yeah. What was that, Keith? Yeah, bringing out the you know, William Wallace and all of us here. Oh, of course, mate. So, so, so the yeah, loser is um, 
is Albania fans, you probably can put Hungary fans in as well um, for their, their behaviour at Wembley, but uh, primarily uh, Albania fans threw a bottle and it struck a Poland player after they scored last night or the night before and the game got postponed for a little bit and then they were able to come back on and finish the game, but it's absolutely order. It's ridiculous. There's been numerous occurrences of different fans doing this if it comes to, you've got behaviour like this, you've got racist behaviour, you've got several things that are continuously happen and this is just another one to add so yeah terrible eh, not surprising though um, and the punishments will probably not fit the crime as usual but yeah just they're my losers of the week okay um, Albania and <coughs> the other Messers Hungary are the losers of the week for uh, Conroy um, Keith um, did I come to you second to last time yeah I did, I did so your loser of the week is my loser of the week are um, Brazilian football, Premier League Brazilian footballers and Liverpool's Premier League Brazilian footballers. Um, we touched on it earlier, what's going to happen um, with the with the fact that Alisson and Fabinho were going to miss out. And the biggest issue I have, I don't know if there's now a bit of a, and maybe I'm paranoid, I can be paranoid at times. Alisson has played both of these two games for Brazil. Before that, he hadn't played since the Copa, I don't think. And he played one group game when Tite played his three keepers and won a game each and then played Ederson all the way through. And then played Ederson, was the number one keeper. And then Waverton was in for a couple of Scaldi games. Now Alisson has been in for two. Fabinho has only been coming on. I think he only played about eight minutes in the Copa coming on. I think he's doing it to wind up the Premier League teams. And that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm getting at. Now we have a case where Liverpool's Keeper and Fabinho both played the two games, and that's why I'm intrigued to see what happens on Friday night, Friday morning. Sorry, who are they playing? They're playing Uruguay, I think. Ah, well then, yeah, you can forget about it. I'd be interested to see if he goes with Casemiro or Fabinho. Yeah, because Because there's been a lot of chopping and changing going on in there in in the team, and it it, to me it, it it doesn't make sense. You know, Fabinho hasn't hasn't been in the form that you're saying, oh, straight away, he's earned, you know. And even even Alisson, Alisson has been excellent, but Ederson hasn't been in the form that you'd probably say, get him out. Do you know what I mean? So it's a bit it's a bit iffy now. Um, and people in the chat are saying that they're coming back early. Well, yeah, Kevin Boss is apparently coming be. back on a private jet. Is that like when? after the game be or right after the game. That'll be right after the That's game. That's no use It'll be the likes of all the Brazilian players in, that yeah. are Premier League clubs will all They'll come all together. go in. Yeah. yeah. But it still doesn't benefit us. Do you know what I mean? Because no. as Gav said, if the match kicks off at half one and it, it, half you know, we are talking... Oh, half, half one for the thing. Yeah, half yeah, yeah. one in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So the Brazil game is half one on Friday morning. Yeah. And then you go, even though, you know, it's half three, four o'clock again, they're getting on this private jet and... Yeah. It's a lot of travel, so I just wonder: is there a sort of is there games being played? I think that might um, be because if you, if you remember rightly, they going back to the last international break, they were like, um, "Oh, we remember they wanted us all banned as separate Charleston because yeah. their mates were everything." And He's then, not in the squad this and time. then I think going back before, the Olympics, that's and I, why yeah, and I think that. I think going back before that again, the and I kind of seen this coming. I said it last week that there's going to be tit for tat on this because Brazil just turned around. We're playing Friday. We're just going to keep them. You know, and do you know what? It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me one bit if if um, Brazil played on Friday night and 
Allison or Fabinho didn't play. Didn't play at all. Yeah. Um, Midnight Talkers upset by him. Um, he says, "Cry out, Liverpool fans will be my losers in life." Um, do you want to name a few of them? Go ahead, name a few of them, and we see how we get on. But um, Keith, I think you're right. I think there might be a little bit of Tiffert hat going on here, and and when it comes to Casemiro or Fabinho on form for Brazil, Casemiro should always start. He's better yeah. for Brazil in the way Brazil play. Casemiro is better than Fabinho in that sense. And he's been, he's had the jersey as well. Exactly. He's been so, the player that's been in that position. Yeah, it's been a surprise to me that Fabinho even got it. That's why I turned on, on the other night. I seen Fabinho's but I was like, oh, okay. It's unusual. Yeah. Let's see how he gets on. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, Dylan O'Rourke is impressed by the soundboard. Um, he did hear the sound. It's great to see you back, Dylan. I haven't seen you in a while, my man. Um, yeah. are, are you not going straight to Madrid in order to avoid the 10 day isolation? They may do. They may fly into a country, get cleared, and then leave and come back to Liverpool, which in turn would allow them to play during the week. But as I said, after the Waffle game, we're going to hear all about that because yeah. that's yeah. how the world works right now. Um, Midnight Talkers, not naming anybody, but he does say, I stand by my post. I like it. I like it. I stand by me post. And of his convictions. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. a man of his convictions, go on. Um, and uh, Red Steve's backing him up. Apparently Red Steve is on Twitter. We need to know who he is on Twitter because he's great crack. Um, and he abuses me. So if I can get a turn to have a go back at him, I'd be delighted. <laughs> be but, nice, um, yeah. he's, he's giving a big one. He's, he's telling talks to a uh, good man yourself. Um, so... Um, Losers of the week, we've had Albanian, Hungary fans, we've had Brazilian internationals. Now, Kev, your loser of the week, please. Well, in fairness, I've, it's better than what I thought when I said last week. I was at Newcastle last week, just yeah. as they got to, taken over. But this one I'm on more solid, yeah, this would have a more solid ground. Harold Kane. Harold Kane. Yes. Harold Kane. He, he's never mentioned on the show, Gav. Never. Oh. That's <laughs> a loser. Absolutely nowhere near. An England squad. Apart from the fact that his form for England is good. His form in the league is atrocious in comparison to where he normally is. He always starts slow, but then in September, he kicks on. Mm-hmm. That's the stats for him this season. Six well, games played. The, well, there's, there's a game missing because um, he, he, had a he, he didn't want to play against um, Man City. His new team. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a conflict of interest, that game. <laughs> but it's not just the fact that he's not scoring or he's not assisting. His rating is, I think, overinflated. He's poor. His touch is off. He looks sluggish. He's got a sulk on him. He, Nuno, go, Nuno Espirito Santo is, for me, a poor manager anyway. The last thing that you'd, you'd associate with Nuno Espirito Santo is Tottenham Hotspur. Mm-hmm. In, the, in what Tottenham Hotspur are built on, and how they like to play football, he is not their style of manager. And Harry Kane looks like he's had the complete collie wobbles. He's thrown the baby out with the bathwater and the whole lot. He said, Saja, I don't care. I am not playing. He may as well just say, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home and I don't care. He's a, uh, it's atrocious. I'm wondering, Kev, I'm, and, and I'll let you answer this and I'll put this to you, right? Um, Dylan O'Rourke said he's been moving house recently. Hard work. Glad to be back. Um, well, listen... All right, we, we take congrats that. Excuse. On the gaff, oh, congrats on the gaff. We yeah, take that as an excuse, and we let you away with it. Don't do it again, Dylan. All right, we know we can say that to Dylan. He's great. Unless Dylan, that's hard to slang terms for you. Dylan, that Dylan, six months in the joy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, if, if that's a, yeah, that's a metaphor for doing six months when I'm paying your TV license and um, moving house. He's away. He's been away on a long holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was walking on the oil rigs. Walking on the oil rigs. We does a sailor, but. 
the thing, just on Dylan O'Rourke, by the way, because he's back and I, and I love him to bits because he's told one of the best, not he told one of the best stories, he, he told me and Andy, he typed in one of the best things I've ever, ever seen on this channel. And I'm going to bring it up, right? Um, he basically got onto a plane, I think it might have been somewhere in the Canaries and Dylan will let me know. And he gets on the plane and he had a four pack of Kinder Buenos that he was really looking forward to. I think they were Kinder Buenos. And he yeah. said, I literally went to open the first one and there was an announcement. A person on the plane is allergic to the nuts. Please do not have nuts on the plane. And he was like, fuck this. And he just sat watching <laughs> Kinder Buenos melting for four hours on the way back to Dublin. So um, it's one of my favorite stories. And trust me, I always, always remember. And he taped that out. He taped that out in the Because it was oh, just yeah. me and Andy were having a random chat with a few cans one night on this. And he was telling us, he was typing and letting us know what it was and we went into fits laughing for ages about it and I think That's you know amazing. what if you go onto Spotify and you type in Andy and Gav's big chat I think you might find it and um, it's it's on I think there's a Best Bits episode and I think that that's on it because we were just yeah, gone we I, think, I gone. think that's the one with the, the Easter egg possibly yeah the, the, the Easter, the Easter egg, egg chat as well but, um, but Dylan, Dylan still, will yeah. back it up. I think it was Kinder Buenos, but it was absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, was sorry, let me put this to you, Kev. Harry Kane, yeah. I think it's a perfect storm of negativity around Harry Kane that's affecting him. And what I mean by that is he he usually does August, mid-September. He kicks on and he goes on. I think you're banging on. Um, but I think the fact that he was back late is, hasn't helped him. I'm going to stand up for him in that case. It hasn't helped yeah, him. Yeah. But having said that, the fact that he's back late was probably due to the fact he was trying to push and move to Man City. Yeah. And I will go to my grave think, believing that he didn't go to Man City because he, he was too afraid, he was afraid. To, he was afraid. of his ego and his, his legacy at Tottenham Hotspur because I believe he was fully behind that move to Man City. And the fact yeah. that we're, Man City's behaviour in it all, I think they had assurances from Kane's camp and then they pulled the plug. And I, think, I don't think City are happy with it and I don't think they go back from. The second thing yeah. is, um, I'm not too sure on the spirit of Santa with regards to how good a manager he is. I think he was hot and cold with sports. With, or with Wolves, when they turned Wolves. up, they were kind of refreshing and then they kind of got found out. Right? And, but it, they seem to be a lot more um, negative in the way they're playing sports and I don't think that suits Harry Kane either. More work to do, scraps to work off. He likes to, he likes to be kind of dominant in the game to a certain extent. Yes. But, having said that, for a player that's, you know, um, talked about on Sky and whatever, whatever publication or or, or, or platform um, as the best here and the best there and the best that. For me, Kev, he hasn't shown enough as a leader in that team um, for for a long time, and I think it's coming back. I, I think it's coming I back to Portland now. His goals for England have saved the fact that um, it was has papered over the cracks for poor performances. He's been. Everyone else around him, you look at England's first 11, Jack Grealish, Phil Foden, Raheem Sterling, Saka comes off the bench. Mm-hmm. There's pace and there's movement and there's interest. See, this is why I don't think Harry Kane to Man City. I think it would have been, a, I think he'd have failed. Purely and simply, like Lukaku, they're good in front of goal, but they're not very good footballers. I don't yeah. think, I think Lukaku, I think he's a better footballer than Lukaku because I think he can pick better passes. When he played last season in the 10, and Lucas Moura and Son were playing ahead of him and off him, and he was playing them through. I thought that was the best you've seen of Harry Kane. But when he is the one who's the stagnant one, the one who's stationary and everyone else is moving around him, he's not a very good link-up player. He doesn't bring others into play as good as what you'd expect from a £150 million striker, which is what Spurs wanted. He's just 
he's a very good finisher. He's a ruthless finisher when he's on it, but he needs feeding. Yeah. He needs to be fed, almost spoon-fed. And I, the one player that I feel sorry for all of this is Young Min Son. He's another one. He's a streaky striker. When he's when he's on it, he's absolutely. You get him in your fantasy team, and you think, right, I'm going to get a good eight, nine games out of him. I think he's, he's being. I think he's being. I think he's being killed by the tactics. He's been, and, yeah. And I think case in point is that North London, London derby. Like they were clueless after sixty minutes. It, no, they, they were clueless after know. six. And, and yeah. what, <clears throat> what I mean by this is, watch the North London derby back if you can, if you have the if you have the. The facility to do so, right? And I know it's Arsenal, I know it's sports, but it's actually, it's really important to watch. And what I mean by that is, sports had a midfield of Heiberg, um, and Dombele, and Dombele, and no, Skip came on. on. But what I'm saying it's is, Lo wasn't it? It might have been the Celso, yeah. but they were up against a midfield of Partey, right? He was massively overrated, in my opinion, right? Mm. They had Oldegaard. And they had um, Xhaka, right? And Spurs refused to play football against them three. They refused yeah. to back themselves against them three. And what they resorted to was they resorted to hitting diagonal balls at the, at the Arsenal fullbacks. One who is probably a centre-back, playing right-back, okay? And the other one was Kieran Tierney, who's, oh, yes, quite, yeah. who's quite good in the air. He's quite right? good in the air, yeah. And Tierney is physical. He won't get he won't get intimidated. And what happened was then, them Spurs midfield were pushing on onto this long ball. It was dropping over the back of them as we were being out. Deli Ali, it was in the team. Deli Ali might have been there as well, sorry. Um, yeah, a lot of those. Yeah, no, no, it was Deli Ali. And the thing was, it was dropping over the back of them then. And then the likes of Odegaard could go to work. Emil Smith Rowe could go to work. Bamiyang could go to work. If you watch the if you watch the second goal for Arsenal, um, Spurs don't press, don't tackle. There's a ball out to the left back. There's a ball bobbled along the ground by Kieran Tierney into Bamiyang, who does a brilliant touch, and Smith Rowe runs onto it and returns it to him for a goal. That's from but, a Kane mistake. Kane loses the ball. That's yeah. The goal. But what, but what I'm saying mistake. is, in all the context of it, Son scores on the day. But watch Son. And you can see him, what's usually natural to him where they're going to get into midfield and I'm going to look for it into my feet or I'm going to look for it into my path wide left. Yeah. It was just being popped in the air and he, he spent more time looking up in the air. He was like a playing spotter. Than he just else. looks lost at sea there. Absolutely he, lost at sea. And that's why I have a small bit, I have a small bit of um, sympathy for Harry Kane because I think it's being popped at him a lot. And I don't, I think Kane is clever. Sometimes in the way he backs into defenders, I think he's dangerous in other times, but he's not, he's not a target man. He is not no. a target man where you throw it up there. And the only player on the day that tried to play football, and when he did, he actually brought Son into the game, was the guy on the other side of the pitch, which is Lucas Mora. And, you know, like the mixture of the manager, the mixture of, I think, the style of play is hurting more than Harry Kane. Yeah. But I think the Harry Kane situation might be affecting others around him. Because, listen, you can all be pretend to be together and stuff like that, right? But when when a fella, I think, quite openly te- says he wants to leave the club, well, he wants quite out. openly tries to get to Manchester City and then pulls the plug because he th- and says the fans kept him, which is complete bullshit, I think other players around him turn around and go, I'm not having that. And I'll go as far as to say that there was reports going back when... Gerrard nearly left Liverpool. The Carragher turned around and said, fuck off then if you want. You know, the sort of way. So, it, players get affected by that as well. And yeah. then, th- that, that, that is when you try to go to Arsenal. Yeah, but that, under, but that understanding and that and that kind of bond and, and stuff like that can disappear very, very quickly if a player thing. just makes it makes a decision like that. New, Newcastle United could be the saving grace with Daniel Levy. Yeah. Because 100%. I don't think, 
I don't think that Harry Kane can could get a move anywhere else. Right. Yeah. I don't think but, he fits anywhere else. I don't think anyone else needs him or wants him. But his words, his words after staying at Spurs where the fans kept me. How could the fans keep him from going to Manchester City? But not keep him from going to Newcastle United. Newcastle and will meet the demands. That, that's fine. I, I've no Game issue. With New, I've no issue with Newcastle meeting the demands that Spurs would put on them. But how can Harry Kane tell you in 2021, okay, that the fans kept him from going to Manchester he City can't. and trophies, but enough. they don't keep him? They don't keep him from going to Newcastle United. And I don't care what money they have. It's Newcastle United. Don't, don't give me all this. I've seen stuff like bring back the glory years. Yeah, I, can't, I can't see him going to Newcastle. Newcastle never had glory years. They'll sell that as the new Alan Shearer. They'll yeah. sell us the new Alan Shearer. The 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 Newcastle, own, Newcastle are years away from what I think on, people think they're going to be own, like. His own words. He's the one his own words. Right. To Gary Neville in an authorised fucking interview. Hort him. Right, yeah. and there was own words as to why he stayed at Spurs, which I believe is because he just wanted all my legacy, right? And he bottled it in the end. His own words with regards to how he stayed at Tottenham Hotspur will hurt him if the likes of Newcastle come in and said, "We're the new boys of the block." There's 150 million quid. We want them, right? If he went there, surely the fans were going to go. He was completely and utterly bullshit in his last summer. You know the sort of way. If they don't already, yeah. I so, honestly um, think Levy would be. I think it was the biggest mistake in the world not selling him. I think yeah. they they need Spurs needed to sell him for so many different reasons. Yeah, but the but the problem Levy but, had was the problem Levy had was is that that Kane came out and said for a hundred million I should be allowed to leave, and Levy went no, 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 no yeah, I no. understand that. I, I want a hundred and seventy million quid, and yeah. he kept that and kept it and kept it. Yeah. Now he I tried doing a, my Yeah, and, and then Man City just wouldn't pay it, but. I still get the feeling that Kane was part of it where he went, oh, I'm not going. Uh, you know what? I just, me legacy, me distance. No, I think you know. could be right with that one. You know? with that. Um, we're on 99 likes. If someone wants to smash the like button there and get to 100, um, yeah, there's 274 yeah. watching. Please go on, hit it. Fuck's yeah. sake. Um, that's all we ask for. A few likes and a few subscriptions. We're not even bothered. Do you know what we've got to say? Is we're not bothered by likes. Actually, I'd, I'd add Sam Fender to the winners of the week as well, by the way. Sam Fender. Yeah, uh, Newcastle's yeah, done that. He was, him, don't you, this week? Yeah. He, he, he was in, he, his album was came eight. out on Friday and he was out on Thursday. Um, at St James's Park with his saxophone player and then ended up on BBC, the BBC morning show. And he says, I'm really hungover. I'm really, really hungover. So fair play to Sam Fender. The likes of Shot. An honourable mention as well would be for me would be Stephen Kenny. Because for the first time in ages, I actually enjoyed mine? watching. I, I, I enjoyed, <laughs> sorry, boss. But I you actually enjoyed, I enjoyed watching Ireland play for the first time in Youngs. Yeah. You know? And so, he deserves it. Well, my, my, my loser of the week was the Irish media. And they're, they're, um, and a lot of people here won't be Irish and, and stuff like that. But Stephen Kenny is, um, for anyone that doesn't know him, he's more or less, he's a League of Ireland man. Um, he has managed in Scotland and stuff like that, but he had a, a huge, um, a, a lot of, a lot of success in the League of Ireland. He, he managed the, he managed the club in the League of Ireland that I support and it didn't go very well, but overall, I think he's, he's been very good with, with other clubs and stuff like that. And he likes to play football. That's one thing I will say about him. He likes to play football. He's coming. Did he manage the, Rovers in when he got to Europe? No, no. He 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 went into Rovers in the, in the start of two thousand and um, I want to say the start two thousand and eleven, just after, just after no, I think right. he was appointed. Um, my years are all over the place, but um, <clears throat> he. 
he, he massive success with Dundalk and getting to getting to Europa League uh, group stage and stuff like that. And he wants he does like to play football. And and you see the thing is that they they judge if you're telling me that Stephen Kenny, I, I don't care where he's managed because you know. Mick McCarthy gone before him and you know we, we've had Steve Stoughton as the international manager like fucking come on yeah. with it. you know the sort of way he's this this guy has come into an association that is rotten to the core let's let's be perfectly honest yeah. about it. people don't know no well like, like, he has come in let me let me and we won't get into a big thing about this because I want to finish right because we've gone over time and, and I've muted the, the, the sound effects because it's probably my fault that we've run over time but he's come into a job where they Basically gave him an under 21 job and told him he'd be the manager in Ireland in two years. So we had to sit around and watch Mick McCarthy fucking dredge around the place, right? We've had Gian- Trapatoni that was there for the money for me and played appalling football, right? We had Martin O'Neill that had all the passion and Roy Keane and had all the passion and the football was diabolical, right? God. And I'm coming back, coming off the back of what was a golden generation in Ireland and it was dwindling and dwindling and dwindling as, as you went from manager to manager. And he's ended up for me with the freshest squad that Ireland have probably seen in 30 years. That's my opinion. No, the no freshest scars. squad where it's a fresh start yeah. for people and there's still Seamus Coleman there and I don't hold anything against them. There's still other players there that are very experienced. But when you look at some of the players coming through, like the, the fella in goal played in the League of Ireland for Shamrock Rovers. And I'm telling you now, if he's not a number one goalkeeper in in a top, top Premier League or European side, there's something wrong with football. That's how good that young fella is. And I'm telling you that hand on heart. I've seen the guy at 16 years of age play football. He is, uh, as a goalkeeper, he is phenomenal, right? He has young players coming through in midfield, defence. That guy that's at the back, I think he plays for Norwich, really good. Yeah. You, you've, you've got, you've got forward Callum Robinson is nearly taking on the mantle as the, as the main man, when he's not a striker, but he's the main man, you know, the sort of way. If you were to sack Stephen Kenny tomorrow on the basis of Kevin Kilban telling you it's boring, the irony of that is fucking outstanding to me. Yeah. Kevin Kilban played through Mick McCarthy, I think. He played through, not Mick McCarthy, but he definitely played through O'Neill. He and did Trapper play through Tommy, Mick McCarthy. Right? Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Mick McCarthy the first time round, right? But yeah. the irony of that, if you were to sack a manager off the back of, they don't play great football. When you look at the state of the fo- Football Association of Ireland and what they've left them with, and what is the what is the deal with yeah. and the and the um I suppose the the resources he has which are vastly reduced to what anybody else has before him. And who are you going to get? Chris Ewan? Yeah. Give me a fucking break. Um we'll Har- have the squad is still Harry like Redknapp, Sam Allardyce, squad. All these all these yeah. people that I mentioned are in no way interested in forwarding Ireland as a footballing nation from top to bottom. And Stephen Kenny, believe it or not, is probably is probably the most the most Expensive person to be in charge because he knows this game in this country. I don't. I'm not a big fan of him, right? Because, um, see, because what's gone on in 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 the past. But he's probably in the best place to look at this association and the country and the, the players because he knows it from schoolboy football right to the top. Now you'll hear people telling you Brian Kerr. Now Brian Kerr was a manager of Ireland. He done quite well. He was actually unlucky to be sacked, in my opinion, because he failed it in one qualify qualification, right? But Brian Kerr's gone past that. Brian Kerr's in a part of his career now where he's a, he's an older man and he's doing some media stuff and I'm good with that, right? But in an Ireland case, you have a youngish manager that has vast experience in the League of Ireland, he's some experience in Scotland and he's finding his feet in international football and he's being dealt, for me, a very harsh 
set of cards and he's doing his best for it. So any calls for Stephen Kenny to be um, sacked, in my opinion, is absolutely and utterly outrageous. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Winner of the week, I don't have one. I don't know. Um, Sienna is the winner of the week for me because she's so fucking close to getting to this. Um, uh, but look, I'm sorry for going on for so long about that. John Delaney, he's a fucking prick, by the way, and I hope he sees it and whatever he does on the Unbelievable, his carry-on, by the way. Um, but look, um, that's winners and losers and that's about it I think that's about it I want to mention two things before we go though if that's okay um, if you remember a couple if you remember a while ago um, there was a guy on one of the shows and he does banners right handmade banners at Liverpool flags he done one for Andy remember Andy went down for better for ages yeah. anyway I just want to say this because I said I'd promote it for, for him over the next couple of shows or, or as long as it takes because he's a nice fella um, he says at last my book is now available to pre-order on in Kickstarter with rewards including personal dedication and invitations to the book launch um, I wonder will he invite me would that be in Liverpool I'd definitely go to that um, <laughs> Tuesday night 7 o'clock I'll be there <laughs> your support means everything Keith has his eye on I'll bring you Keith your support yeah, means yeah. everything um, please retweet and share to your social media account so that's um, at Liverpool Flags on Twitter. And the story behind this guy is he's a one-man band making Liverpool flags, including Andy's. And um, some of the stuff is outrageous that he makes. The, detail the attention to detail. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable, the attention to detail. So we're going to promote him a little bit um, uh, over the next while and his book. And it's a Kickstarter thing, so I think he has to get so many pre-orders before he put it to publish and stuff like that. So if you want to go and check that out, absolutely do. And Laura Duffy says he's Andy's best pal. I think Andy considers him some pal. Your man might consider him Andy a bit of a fucking hindrance at this stage. But um, no, his flag was amazing. And the work he's doing as a one-man band is unbelievable. Um, so go and check go and check him out as well on Twitter okay and we've popped it up on screen and I've called it out for people that don't download later so go and check that out the last thing I want to touch on is of course the main woman herself and that's Sienna um, before the show um, we sat at 112,790 euros 120 euros is the goal so we are 7,210 short um, go to Sienna's steps on Google type it in you will go straight to her GoFundMe page. It's on there at the moment. Um, HTTPS uh, dots forward slash forward slash IE dot GoFundMe.com forward slash F forward slash Sienna's dash steps. And listen, we're getting up to 120 grand. And when we get her to 120 grand, because it's not in doubt in my mind, she's going to America, she's getting her treatment, she's coming back, she's going to have rehab. And I'll go to fucking school with her the first day if I have to. I'll walk with her to school. Right, um, and then when this one's over, we'll probably end up with another one because it's become a massive part of this channel. Is helping kids that aren't well and need money and need help and stuff like that. So um, it's it's one of those where we're really really committed to this. And and I said to Andy last night, it was on about forty grand when we started, and it's not all down to us. The fire brigade in Dublin have been brilliant. There's been other organisations that have been amazing, but the but to sit knowing you needed eighty, and now to see knowing you need less than eight is is phenomenal for me and um as i said before if you told me tomorrow that i woke up with 11 subscribers and she had 120 grand i'd take it 
I'd 100% yeah. take it. I'll talk to 11 people. It'll be just me, Red Steve, um, Laura Dulce. Like the day is when and, Dylan was talking about Kinder Buenos. Yeah, and yeah, we go. I'll happily go back to that if it means that this girl gets her 120 grand, gets her treatment and, and lives the best life she can possibly live. And as I said, um, in January, we're going to have a night out for Sienna. She's not allowed to go. My ma wants to have a drink. But um, we're going to celebrate it because I think it's something worth celebrating. So if you can, please send it into your WhatsApp groups. Send it into your... Tell your ma, we do whatever you need to do and we'll get to those 220 grand and it will be, in my opinion, I don't know if others agree, it'll be the biggest achievement this channel's ever made because subscribers, viewers, likes, comments, they're all brilliant, but they, they, they don't compare to a three-year-old child being sent to America and recovering and being treated and, and recovery for this. So that's just me. Um, Jonathan says, it's not a rumor. I think this is the absolute truth that Andy has Liverpool curtains in his bedroom. Um, Keith, can you confirm that? He does, yeah. yeah. Very yeah. much so. Very much so. It's but they're silk. silk. Fine, the finest silk. <laughs> silk. <laughs> oh, my God. It, I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me at all. He's loads of windows in his house as well, Andy has. Yeah, he's he loves a window, doesn't he? What are notions? Um, doesn't clean them. Doesn't clean them. <laughs> he has. Get someone, get someone, ah, get someone in to do that. He does, yeah. yeah. And then he points at them while they're washing it and shit. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry for boring you for that long. We've gone way over time. That's my fault. So I can't, I'm not even allowed you as a sound effect now because it's been my yeah, fault. But I think the things that we talked about were really good. Um, I really like the uh, Harry Kane stuff at the end and the FAI stuff at the end. And... Um, yeah, the Sienna stuff and and the, the banners as well. Um, go and check out that book. Go and check out Sienna. I think that's that's perfect. Um, Kev, anything else before we go? No, just uh, the Sienna stuff is is important. I mean, as a parent uh, and a grandparent, you see, I've been through it. Been through what Sienna's parents are going through. Hmm. It's um, it's tough, and you know, help if you can, share if you can, share it, and if you can. So if people can't donate, you can always share onto your messaging apps, and just keep doing it, keep pushing it out there, and we'll get the we'll get her to her goal, and she'll walk through the gates next up next September, and we'll all be delighted with life. I'm gonna go with her. I think I think we should all go with her. If there's anybody in the area that can go, I think we should go. It'd be a shame to miss it. You Could know, we run so. a bus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we'd have to we'd have to stand the bus at four in the morning. So we could all have a few cans. Imagine turning up. Yeah. Couldn't turn up to the fuck. Drunk. drunk. Don't go on, get into skill. No, you <laughs> like that. But um, no, it is. It's a massive thing. Uh, Keith, anything else before we go? No, no nothing really. Actually, just echo what you said about Shannon and what Kev said. You know, getting likes and subscriptions and all that. It's it's nice to know that people enjoy what you do on the show, but ultimately, it's not important. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We do these shows, and I know you've said it before, Gav. We do these shows because we enjoy doing them. We enjoy talking about it. And if if we don't get another subscriber, which would be a travesty. It's not what we're sort of in this for. We're, we we enjoy talking about football. This makes a difference. And, you know, keen before that, you know, to help and see these people, you know, because yeah, at the end of got, the day, we've got, we're just we've got, not, we've got updates from Keen. Um, he's obviously in, living in New York where his, his father's yeah. Irish, his mother's American. And the money that we raised, not not us, everyone that raised yeah. the money for Keen, he has his own kind of. Um, mobility thing now where he can move around a bit more and because he's had horrific um, brain injuries um since he was really really young but he's actually he's getting there you know the sort of way when you see that sort of stuff you know it makes it worth it you know it makes you know doing this and and having a bit of crack and and look 
us four are here, but all these people in the chat, they yeah. were like, it's, if they weren't here, fantastic. you know, it's it, it, like it really these is. people should give themselves a pat on the back, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. We're not normal people, but we keep. do have a platform, and if we can use that platform for anything, it's to do good for the likes of um, the, the kids that need it, rather than promoting ourselves. Do you know what I mean? I think the boat has sailed for us being famous. Do you know what I mean? Maybe, ah, listen, I, co- maybe, I couldn't be, I couldn't, no, listen. I couldn't deal with it. If, if, you're, on, if you're on YouTube to be famous, I'm, I'm, I don't know what's up with you. We're only here, like, to, we just carry, we, we literally carry on like we're in the pub and we're just yapping to each yeah. other. I think and, I think when Ireland didn't give you the 10 shirt though, Gav, I think that was it for you. I well, think. listen, I nearly Bridges left the country. Bridges I nearly left the that. country. I rang Harry Keel and asked him, was there any spots in, in, in Australia? But like, but, but, like Air Studio is coming back soon. Um, we're getting to go ahead to go back into our studio and we're going to go and look at what state it's in because we haven't been in it in 18 months and when you leave something for 18 months, usually something's wrong. So we're looking to get back into that and we're looking to do more stuff in our studio and literally it's just like lads. We've always had lads um, sitting around talking as if they were in the, in the boozer. Ashley L says, Guard of Honour for Sienna from the LSE Day Trippers. Um, would, we, would it be too much if we had like um, flares and stuff going off outside? The- <laughs> Throwing cans at buses and all. No, don't throw cans at buses. But I'm saying, like, you know, like fireworks going off and um, half seven in the morning. David Lennon lives up the north. (laughs) He's not watching tonight, but David Lennon lives up the north. He gets all the bangers and all. But I'm saying, if we've done a guard of honor with fireworks and red flares going off and shit like that, would would it be the crack or would would the skill not be? Would it frown upon it? They may frown upon it, but you know, like, let's yeah. It's better just to, beg, it's beg better for ask forgiveness. forgiveness. Don't ask for permission. Maybe you know I mean? send a nice email um, and ask them, is it possible? No, you're doing FSG. Don't ask for permission. Ask for forgiveness. Oh, okay. No problem. <laughs> it's a good okay. tactic. It's yeah, a, it good is a good tactic. tactic. Conroy, anything else before we go? Uh, just two quick things, Gav. Um, just obviously to echo the, the sentiment we see in the steps. And, and uh, obviously I've came on the channel slightly later, but just to see... Um, even a couple of weeks ago, to be honest, mate, the, the amount, I know you said the, the Dublin Fire Service have done a lot as well. It's just, mm. it's quite humbling to see and, and quite amazing to see what a platform can do and a community can do to really create it. So I'm not just not to repeat what Kev, uh, yourself and, and Keith said, but just to echo that. And secondly, I'd just like to thank, because of the show I've got tonight, three of these guests have actually been on my channel a lot. So just to thank you guys for coming on that as well. Obviously, I love coming on here as well. It's great. Um but it was just just a, just a thank you to everyone that and if you want to check out more of the guests will be on my channel I know Keith just said that a bit promotion than that but I just mean he's a been no, there well, so if you want to come on yeah what was that guy you're, you're well entitled to promote wherever you like you walk away well, it was just, yeah, they've been on. Actually, Kev, Keith, and yourself, Gav, have been on. So just to say thanks for that. And then there'll be plenty more um, talking points and general Premier League stuff and that. So if you want to come across, my Twitter's there and the, it's Conroy Talks on YouTube. But yeah, the main thing, though, is Sienna Steps. As you say, we're so close to getting there. So let's just push it and we'll get there hopefully by the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we will. We will do it in the next couple of weeks. Before I hope to do it before she gets, she heads off to St. Louis. Polly Walnut says, very fitting to play. I'll never walk alone if she walks in the school gate. This could get out of hand. Yeah. Like, this could be like fucking, this could be a concert going on, right? <laughs> With flares and bangers and all sorts. And all the other kids on the Calm atmosphere. All the other kids on the fourth day of school are going, all right, are terrified. Or they're thinking, is this what happens every day when you go to school? And when you turn <laughs> let's the keep next this, day, let's keep this quite low key. Just runs up in a bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, this, this could get out of hand. Um, 
we might need we, we're there, do you know what we're going to have to do we're going to ring the guard do you know when you, you go through a protest and you have to inform the guards yeah, that you're going to do it get permission. We, might, we might need to do this uh, Red Steve <laughs> loads of over time for Red, Red Steve wants a brass band um, <laughs> this uh, Midnight Hoker um, even though he's very upset with Liverpool fans at the moment he's throwing in something there he says he wants a fly past um, I don't think Ireland own any planes that could do a fly past uh, to be <laughs> yeah. honest with you what we can uh, think <laughs> it's Red Steve <laughs> he wants Keith on the Tim Whistle um, the brass section yeah uh, Nilo Nilo on air guitar Nilo on air guitar as well it's all happening it's all happening ah, it's all going off Holly Walnut really reckons it'll be bigger than the St. Patrick's Day parade listen I have to go this is what can be at this stage we're an hour and 40 an hour and 43 I'm really really sorry we usually keep this to an hour and 15 but we had so much fun tonight and, um, yeah, and most of the th- most of it was talking about good cause for the last half an hour in fairness so, so we let ourselves off with that that has been winners, the winners and losers is the one Gav that's what catches us yeah, off winners those, and losers we, we just we, yeah. we pick up one um um, <laughs> hold on, Dylan O'Rourke. Last last comment, right? He says, "Pulling up outside the school in a van, claiming to have fireworks inside, maybe not be the best part of action." Um, yeah, I think you're right, Dylan. Back to the drawing board. Yeah, Dylan out the back. Does anybody want to kind? Dylan out the back of the van. Asking, does anybody want to kind that way? Now might be actually doubling down on um, the worst plan of action. But listen, we have to go. That has been the midweek fix. And don't forget, carnages tomorrow. Um, sports unplugged with me and Kev on Friday night. Um, I'm going to let Kev pick all the sports. And Saturday, Wofford uh, pre and post match as well. And that fat back forward back on Sunday. Don't forget Sienna Steps. Don't forget the handmade banners. Um, and please, 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 if you can help in any way, do so. Um, thanks to Kev. Thanks to Keith. Thanks to Conroy. You've been absolutely brilliant in the in the chat as always. Talk to you soon. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.